which I got very excited when I saw Portland and then I saw Maine. Yeah. And I, was like, I was like, oh, listen, <laughs> Portland, Maine is great. I've heard. Have you ever? Oh, you've never been. You can't. I've never been. Can't no. say. Yeah, don't it's pretend not... like you know Portland, Maine, like I we don't. do. Right? Excuse oh, me. Oh, right. Don't even. Uh, Brett and I are experts on Portland, Maine. Yeah, y'all Please. are Mainers. I just, you know, Portland, Maine's just not nearly as cool as Portland, Oregon. I know well, I also sure. have never been to Portland, Oregon, so I can't. I've I never that. I've but. never heard of that Portland. Yeah. Well, you... ah, the less the lesser known Portland. Travel, yeah. Brett. Jesus. The more humble Portland. <laughs> You're gonna go to Japan before yeah. you go to fucking Portland. I, I hope so. <laughs> I can't figure out who's which one, which city is wider, the Portland, Maine, or Portland. That's up for debate. I don't know. Ha- having been to the scientists Oregon have one, been arguing that for years. Having yeah. been to Oregon is pretty goddamn. Funny. I'm pretty sure Oregon yeah. was like the last state in the country to like eliminate slave laws. <laughs> Which is true. great to bring that up because that's a, that's a very present part of this album, Lucas. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked. That's for our second our other podcast. Yes, it should only talking. be you. Beautiful. If it's picking us up, that's a problem. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Oh, oh my like god. Here. It's as if you're not here. I thought we almost just had to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> on a Saturday. That shit woke me up. I'm gonna put my coffee away now. <laughs> I feel like I just took a no, upper. It, it's picking me up. No, I've, and that is. A... I've been drinking this candle wax, and it it it, it, it scared me so much. It, it melted the wax in my stomach, and I and now oh, I smell boy. better. <laughs> You've been drinking a can of wax. Uh, candle wax. Yeah. Oh, candle wax. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. makes more sense. Somehow. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, of course. I missed something. Yeah, candle, candle wax. Got it. Candle yeah. wax. It it makes right, you feel right. a lot more fragrant. You know, <laughs> <laughs> more people want you around, especially when you're on fire. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh. Well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I I gotta do schemey things to to. Let people, you know, hang out with me. You That's know? true. You got to stand out somehow. <laughs> exactly. And if you're not drinking candle wax in, in seventh grade Yankee to stand candle. out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and like, I'll say, I, I, yeah, I am. I'm in a podcast and that for some reason doesn't woo them over immediately. <laughs> I don't Dude, really understand that. Did you know that it's been proven that a human can burn like a candle if you light them on top of their head? If I don't, you somehow get like a smoldering going, it literally will like cinder all the way down their body, like slowly. Like a that's candle. cool, man. I feel like I don't know if that's true. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> only one way to test. I don't know out. either. Yeah, Andre's back in here. I'm not. He does have good hair. Okay, I'm gonna say allegedly, um, but I'm reading a book about spontaneous human combustion. Oh, and they're shit. talking some about light, some light light reading. Oh, it's so it's <laughs> yeah. like it's a nonfiction that reads like a fucking horror novel. And it like scares me that I'm going to spontaneously combust. I, yeah, I don't like I've that. always been terrified of that phenomenon ever really? since I found out about it. Yes. Yeah. Like, no, what, I'm like it. Yeah, that's so scary. What What if it's me? What if that happens to me? I'm just walking down the right. street and I light on. I don't even know what it is. Do you just that's light on I'm fire? I'm getting anxious just thinking of like 
having us discuss it. <laughs> it's like, I'm one of those, like, I'm like an ignorance is bliss sometimes. I'm like, I don't, totally. don't tell me this is something that can happen right. so that I can pretend and I can be blissfully unaware that I might just blow up someday. And, and we're not even <laughs> yeah. recording videos, so it, we couldn't even, you know, put it on YouTube if it did happen right now. Exactly. Right? We'd only have the sounds of, of you yeah. cindering. Sc- Oh, mean, most tragic <laughs> okay, I can't. All right, Guys, I'm, a, I'm like I'm like real hungover, and this uh, is just well, making me not that's not helping. Listen, okay. maybe maybe we just need to cool down a little bit. Maybe we need to get ourselves on ice. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. Oh, see this this is my he's a master I at like this. You. Sixty I episodes do. in, we we figured it out, or at least he did. I was very smooth. Yeah. Thank you. Smooth as a smooth as Paul Blard on a Segway. That's that's yep, how exactly. I like to think of myself. Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that saying saying. that everyone knows. <laughs> Classic. Hey, smooth they better not. Paul Blard on a Segway. Age old saying. <laughs> everyone knows it, but they better not use it. I got it copyright. They're gonna have to owe me money. There you go. Or if you just want to Venmo us at EPcast. <laughs> yeah, that'll work too. <laughs> Five dollars every time you say it. Perfect. That's fair. I think so. Yeah. T-shirts and on and that shop. note, what's up, buddies? <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Earbuds, the podcast where two to three friends talk about mm-hmm. one to one album for good to many minutes. And we are your hosts. My name is Lucas, uh, forever the sickest kid, Indrakovs, <laughs> and <laughs> and my co-host Brett. Sick all of American it all, reject. Hanrahan, the All-American Reject. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest, someone whose face I haven't seen in person in a few years, and it makes me sad, but I'm happy <laughs> to see you here in front of me right now. And your name is what? Aaron Fitzgibbon. Hey! Yeah. hey. Aaron how Fitzgibbon. How'd I do? Yay! Yeah. That was pretty good. You gotta give yourself a little nickname in the middle there. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I feel like you guys are more creative. I'll let you think about that one. I mean, I'm going to say Aaron, best hair in the biz, Ooh. Fitzgibbons. Harry I mean, Fitzgibbons. I appreciate that. Y'all, you and Andy are like a hair power couple. It's Listen, true. I used Holy to be the one, the one with the good hair, and then Andy decided to grow it out, and try, and now it's a competition. It was your influence. I'm no longer... The, he, it outshines. Maybe because it's a man with long hair versus... I don't know, but he just outshines me now, and it's... He does look like... a point of contention in our relationship, so... Uh, I mean, well, I, yeah. I'm not surprised. You got he him looks like a, like a romance novel cover. He's literally like a Fabio yeah. of Mexican descent. But he should be a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> a centaur Fabio. Mexican centaur yeah. Fabio. Oh, yep. That's his nickname next that. time he's on. I need to remember Perfect. that. <laughs> Write him down. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, like, y'all... Have... I will not be calling him that. Y'all's hair game is ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. There's a lot of hair going on here. A lot of hair. I'm sure the shower is a mess. <laughs> Not great. Yeah. But you brought on an album uh, that you wanted us to listen to and talk about. And that album is what exactly? That it is the... <laughs> so I went rogue. Uh, and did a live album. Because yep, why yep. not? Our, our first live album on this podcast. Yep. yep. Luke was like, you know. Do whatever you want, and I was like, "Okay, no, I will. here I go." <laughs> and like, now we know about the guest. something. You literally warned me, but I don't care. Yeah, so, no, um... you, you held to your convictions there. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to sometimes to a fault. It can really dig my heels in. 
Um, but no, it's called, um, it's the Guster album, live album called um, Guster on Ice, and it's live from Portland, Maine. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so you brought on Guster, uh, Guster on Ice, which, yeah, is a live record. But mm-hmm. I gotta say, sounds really good for a live record. Okay, I'll take that. Um, so why did you, why was this the album that you settled on? Yeah, because Andres uh, said to Lucas that you had a, an eccentric music taste. Like, you're yeah, all like, over the place, so apparently. she's so eclectic, and she's, like, all over the place. Like, I can't wait to, to like, figure out what <laughs> she puts on there. And then, you know, and then, uh, like, we got a, a pretty, like, solid pop rock, pop rock record. Yeah, so... I do have an eclectic, I would say, taste in music, but Guster, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's like one of those bands that I just, I just love from like high, like high school. Yeah. Um, and I've seen them, I've lost count, honestly, probably at least over 15 t- times, maybe 20 times at this point. Did you go to this show? I did it. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, this I is before not. you were in the Northeast, right? Yeah. Or this is you were up there. No, at this I'm from point. I'm from here, yeah. yeah. So I'm from here and I, I graduated high school in two thousand six. So I think it was like right before I got really into them. So mm. the album's uh two thousand four it came out in two thousand four, so Right. It was before I knew who they were. This came but, out in two thousand four? I think yeah. so. I should probably know that, huh? Dude, yeah. The crowd was singing along so much. So they started in like the early nineties. Oh, um, like 91 i think and they they met at tufts which is a, a college up here in massachusetts um i love that they met at uh their the freshman wilderness orientation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, the band members are like me yeah. yeah exactly no they do and like i know the band members too like are really into like the green movement and everything like that so mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that that's where they met but so funny um yeah they just um they're really big around here in new England. So, um, but then I've seen them, like I saw them in Denver. I saw them, you know, I've seen them kind of everywhere. So did they play red um, rocks? They have played red rocks. I didn't wow. see them there. I saw them at the botanical gardens in Denver, which was like one of the coolest venues I've ever been to. Sounds amazing. It was like a stage in the middle of like a bunch of like a grassy hill and um tons of like gorgeous flowers and they're just like in the middle and there's no seats so you just like can walk i was literally uh, like up in the front and it was fantastic and I, actually andres went to that one too wow so he's come with me a couple of times since we were supposed we were supposed to go last weekend but it got postponed so dang um yeah but i'm like still actively seeing them in concert damn you're like a super fan <laughs> i kind of am yeah. and i didn't like i just yeah went to a concert one time because a friend um wanted to go and i like i think that's why i picked this album is because self not selfishly but like if you see them live it just it's just so great and so when i like heard the album i was like i was right back in the concert and it just um they're really consistent and i i just love it so um that is why i went for the live album because every single song on there is a song that i enjoy so um i kind of cheated but <laughs> it's like doing a best of but it's not That's a best literally of. what andres andres called me a cheater so it's I'll, fine I don't, i'll take it i don't care he could that is he very say like, whatever it is kind wants. of a best of though it is it is and there's been albums since then that are also good that i like that didn't have obviously the songs on there hi bo oh, little bo <laughs> just hi buddy dude i'm trying to return his fucking dog bed and he keeps scratching it he's driving me insane he's like, like i'm not rip it apart forever 
Ugh. jokes on you. It's Stress his now. Stress me out. <laughs> he doesn't uh, want to go. I, yeah, dude. He yeah. He this bed is a piece of shit too, and I paid eighty dollars for it. Oh, uh, yep. yeah. Gotta love it. So I'm like, I'm returning this shit, even though it's filthy, and I've had it for two weeks. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and he's fully living. Lumpy in it. as hell. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that's crazy. That I didn't. I didn't realize that you were such a super fan. Like, it, there's something about these types of bands, like uh, Dispatch, also, yep. and Dave mm-hmm. Matthews, that they get these like rabid yeah. followings. Yeah, it's pretty intense. The Dave Matthews scene, especially here, is like yeah. Massive. What's with the Northeast and and this type of music? Just l- love a good jam band. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Like, again, like that was a thing you did in the summer. You literally would go to. It was called the Tweeter Center when I, but now I think it's the Comcast. It's changed, but it's an outside venue, and you would go to a Dave Matthews concert, and you would buy lawn seats, and you would tailgate and get shit faced and watch Dave Matthews just jam for t- three hours, and it was like, <laughs> I didn't even like love it, the band so much, but I just like loved. It was a, it's a an vibe. experience. It's a vibe, and it's like kind of a rite of passage as a teenager in Massachusetts to go like to an outdoor Dave Matthews concert every fucking summer. <laughs> so, so do you think a lot of his following and a lot of the followings of like like a widespread panic or like a string cheese incident or dispatch or whoever do you think it's a lot of nostalgia because it's like it was something to do as a kid so when you get older you're like this reminds me of this fucking summers in new haven absolutely (laughs) i feel and that's like when i was trying to like decide about the album i was like i don't know if it's just i do love it and i think the music is great and i'm like but is it really just because i have this like piece of nostalgia that makes me so happy when i hear this album right um and i think it's both i don't know mm-hmm. they're really like when you see them live they you know they all play a bunch of different instruments and um they're always like switching around and they're switching vocals and i love a good harmony so like they're really good with that and um oh yeah they got that locked in on this album it's so good Dude, i love it so impressive how how much they have that locked down even live Oh, yeah. And they, like, change it up and still can, you know, they've had a couple different... It's Ben, Ryan, the Ryan and Adam are the two, like, kind of lead vocals. Um, and I like one more than the other, and I can't figure out which one. <laughs> I'll, I can tell you if you if you tell me who's singing the song, like, like which song it is. Like, on Careful, and yeah. uh, not the guy who the sang like... on Ramona. Whoever sang on Ramona, I didn't like his voice as much. So that's Adam. Okay. And he's not as I I would argue that Ryan's probably the the bigger leader, mm-hmm. <laughs> bigger lead vocals in the band. Um, but then Adam does sing um, a few songs. I also have a r- raging crush on him on Adam Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a boy and band situation him... where all the fans have like a favorite and where like Is he the bad boy? Know. Yeah, which <laughs> one's the bad boy? They're from yeah. they went to top. Like, there's no bad boys here, but. They... <laughs> <laughs> Which was the AJ of the band? God also had a crush on AJ. Um, really? Really, just peeling back this on. Wow. Yeah. So, um, he, but I also met him at a Red Sox game. Was he oh. nice? I think it was Destiny. Um, it was. I'm really weird around famous people, like super weird, like well, creepy yeah. weird. And so I, he was literally sitting in front of me, and I was, he was with his lovely family, and I was. God, I hope. I hope this doesn't like reach them at some point. Oh, it won't. don't worry, like, I it have won't. A full, a full stop. This doesn't reach anyone. Um, oh sure, it reaches Alanis. We knew that. So oh, that's anyway, true. That's true. The influence we had <laughs> on her was, was immeasurable. Right. Um, but he, I was like, 
Googling his family, like Adam Gardner's family, oh. as they're sitting in front of me to make sure that it was him that was in front of me. And it was like his daughter. And oh, his boy. Wife. Googling I'm, pictures of this random guy's daughter. And, yeah. Literally, and his security team like, that's standing behind you is monitoring yeah, this the whole right. time. And you're just like, I'm, at- on, I'm definitely on some like, no yeah. fly list for they're like, We got a bogey. We got a bogey here. <laughs> exactly. And then the seventh inning stretch happened. And my dad tapped him on the shoulder and told him that I was obsessed with his band and that's a good start a picture so we got a picture but I was like horrified I don't think I spoke a word I just <laughs> was, I'm freaking out I'm just it happened I, I'm living in New York City and then stuff like that I've seen a lot of celebrities and it just gets super super weird you're weird every time like they, I can't even every imagine. time I used to see I used to serve Steven Tyler bacon egg and cheese sandwiches and I would be like frozen in fear because he they're from the like South Shore where I live, and um, oh. and they owned this building that the cafe I worked at. Um, and you just hang out there. He all would the time, come in. Right? He would come in, and I would Twelve like. Scarves. One time, I swiped his black, like his black American Express card. You know the like fancy ones. Mm-hmm. We didn't take American Express at the store, but I took it, and I was like trying to swipe it, and it was getting denied, and I was like. Um, Tyler, <laughs> excuse me. Um, uh, are you sure you have credit the credit cards not... for this? Yes. It's getting denied. I'm sorry, dude. Those are like, like a different type of credit card too. Those are like made out of fucking ceramic. They're like heavy. They're, yeah, they, yeah. They're weighty. Like you put that but on I'm the like table. Sh- shaking, trying to like run it. Yeah. It's getting denied, and I'm like, you probably just fucking like cracked the credit card machine slot. I definitely broke a lot of a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of components. I was panic. I was panicking, and I was like. Ah. Dude, I don't think I've met a famous person, like a really famous person, ever. Oh, met a few. I mean, we've I, hung and, out a lot, so I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, yeah, we're not there right, yet, bro. He's right here. Come on. We're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, with the amount no. of uh, people, the amount of famous rich people that live in Austin, you'd think we'd see them around yeah. more often, but uh, that I I did see really Matthew happened. Modine in oh. in Whole Foods one time. There you go. And who is yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was a he's I think was really a lot bigger in the eighties. Um, but Elijah Wood lives in Austin. I never fucking saw him. Oh, you know, I didn't meet him, but I used to work at an ad agency that uh Matthew McConaughey was like really good friends. Oh, that's legit. Yeah, really good friends with the with the founder of the ad agency, and so he was in our building all the time. That's good. Well, that's I mean, good we all I never see Matty Light but... all, all, everywhere. You know, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. He was. He was. Uh. It was weird, like walking to the bathroom and like seeing him. And you go, like, "What's going on, man?" And you're like, "Hey." And you just kind of like, shoot the finger guns. You're like, "Hey, man." Yeah. Uh, like, I, I love you. <laughs> I mean, that would be me. I would be frozen. I wouldn't even respond. He'd be like, "Hey," and I'd be like, and I would just keep. Yeah. <laughs> and then think about it for the rest you're, of the day. You're above him. Yeah, please, Mr. McConaughey. I, I'm working. You're like, excuse me. Please don't interrupt. Can you keep it down? I'm busy. Hello, I'm on a call. Um, <laughs> I'm on a call. You're sorry. Okay. Brett, did you have you ever met anyone? Uh, I met Carmen from Spy Kids in an elevator, one time. I said famous. Uh, dude, fuck you, Carmen from Spy Kids. I don't know who that is. Oh my god. Oh is man. Is that Antonio Banderas's character? No, it's it's the girl from Spy Kids. <laughs> and you don't it, refer it was... to him as Antonio Banderas. Like, <laughs> yeah. I met Carmen. I met Carmen. From Spy Kids. Not Zorro. No, I don't know his real Carmen name. Carmen from Spy my, Kids. My mom used to work at the Austin Capitol, and that's where they were shooting oh. a scene from Spy Kids 2. 
where they're doing like the spy awards and, and everything that was shot at the Capitol. Uh, so we went to watch it and I went in the elevator to go to the top story and Carmen was there and I was like, hi Carmen. And she's like, hi. And then I got off the elevator and that was, uh, <laughs> that was that. I watched the, uh, the, them film that little scene. Wait, she was Lava yeah. Girl? No, you're doing this on purpose now. I am genuinely you gotta be I thought serious. I finally figured it out. This is Carmen and Juni. celebrity encounter and you're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining my moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know who these people are. Oh, get up. Uh, read a book. Hey, I met Pablo Francisco one time. Educate yourself. You know, y'all don't know who Pablo Francisco is. No. Andy does. Wait, I do. I feel like. I feel like you I do. Know the name. Yeah. Uh, really funny comedian. But anyway. Oh, yes. I know who Pablo. Anyway, moving on. Back to Gus. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we talk about this dang music, huh? Yeah. Dude, I was <laughs> I was super impressed with the production on this record. Like, you. you yeah. Scared me picking a live album, which I only hate live records because they usually sound like shit. And agreed. this sounded really fucking good. Also agreed. I think the difference um, is, is that back in the day, live records, I don't think they could record direct in. And I'm pretty sure this album was recorded direct in where they weren't. I don't think they were micro like I don't think they had they were taking the audio from the microphones that were micing the, the amps and everything. I think they had the amps going direct out into a, a recording thing and yeah. all of the audio going straight into that. So you're not getting that big, like it sounds like you're in a fucking cave type of production. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. It's not, That's why I felt okay with it. I was like, yeah, it's a live album, but it's not like you're generic. Live. It sounds tight. It sounds like they played, you know, I listened to a couple of the uh, songs on the original records and it sounds yeah, almost one to one with just a little more energy on the live records. You know, for obvious reasons, they're they're, you know, kind of amping it up a little bit more, yeah. and they they have mm-hmm. they got all these lights. And uh, I watched a couple of the videos from the, uh, it's like a DVD, right? I uh, yeah, I think there's also a DVD. Yeah, it's that has more songs on it, it. I think there's like an extended. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I don't own that. Look who's surprised you don't too. Yeah, <laughs> going on Amazon. Call yourself a super a fan. Player. um no i'm glad you listened to some of the the songs that were on the live album on the studio album because i think that is a nice comparison because they do actually sound pretty good pretty similar yeah an interesting part of this band guster is that they started as a three-piece with like two Mm -hmm. acoustic guitars and one percussionist you wouldn't even call him a drummer because he doesn't usually play the drums yeah yeah he's yeah, he's the the drummer is I I love him. I watching this drummer is really fun. Um or percussionist, I don't know the term. <laughs> Drummer's fine. Yeah. He's playing a drum. So I so I I saw on like a couple of the <laughs> earlier records it would be very yeah. like mellow and kind of toned down and even yeah. minimalistic and on the live recordings they do have a drummer with a drum set, you know, yep. that's that's doing the drum work behind them as well as like another guitarist and like a keyboardist yeah yeah and I think horns. That's a, yeah they have a that's a really good yeah the horns was a nice surprise yeah yeah uh, what a, i think that's Adam, a really good choice to have a live drummer because i did i yeah. didn't know i had heard Guster when i was at college like 2006 yeah. 2007 mm-hmm. a friend of mine who was really into dave matthews and yeah. pinback and a few of these other kind of like more jammy uh pop rock bands and mm-hmm. they were so like I mean, this was back when I was listening to like Killswitch Engage and 
like nonstop, like them and Devil Wears Prada and shit. Not so your like, face. They were so <laughs> quiet and slow to me that I was just like, oh my god, I like I couldn't deal with it back then. Um, and now it's just kind of like pleasantly paced, you know, like well yeah. well written, well recorded, and well performed, like pop rock music that I can see a a place for it. You know, back then I was just like, who it fucking make sense needs this? <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't take how quiet it was. But like, I'm, yeah. I do like that on their live stuff that you guys say that they add drums and a little bit more percussion and they kind of yep. get a little yeah. louder and faster. I think that yeah. like definitely does a lot more for me because I liked their more fast paced, fun, more more fun songs. Like, right. uh, yeah, for sure. Like, I love their Nothing But Flowers cover. Their Isn't talking that heads. so good? So good. They cover. did so well Such on that. Cover. And like I did Amsterdam. Not know that was a cover. Yeah. yeah, it's a Talking Heads song. Yeah, yeah, and the original they, is they great play, too. Yeah, it is. It's pretty. They they do it justice. I think they definitely do. Song. They make it their own, but they they have yeah. enough like energy in it to, to for it to be a like pretty good cover. And then Amsterdam, like songs like yep. that, I was I was definitely uh, enjoying more because I'd still like, you know, I can't listen to like super super slow music. Like the Ramona song. Like the Ramona song. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Or like you know, Happier. Yeah. Yeah. I like but I do know what you mean. Song. I get it. And I, it's funny. Um, I actually sang Amsterdam at a, my first time I ever sang in front of people. Really? I sang Amsterdam at like my high school coffee house. I was like, dang. I'm gonna sing so that song also has a special place in my heart. Um, But yeah, no, I do. I The, the upbeat songs are they're really fun and they're fun live and they're fun to listen to like you know just like even this on the studio album stuff. yeah you, you can hear all throughout like every song the audience is singing along and there are even times when yeah uh i forgot what song it is but there's like a moment of the song where the singer says something and then the audience responds with something like completely different yeah it's i know exactly what you know what i'm talking about because i've been in that uh, that that audience Wait, and done that thing what is it which song it's i think you're talking about airport songs yes which is one of my um yeah they're like yeah. singing do they have like a call and response thing that only the audience knows yeah. it's only live that's what it seems like yeah dude it's not on the studio album what other band is like that that i've seen live i think the matches i don't know if you guys have heard the matches no really good pop punk band that okay. builds a strange cult following over time <laughs> and it was yeah. the same thing at their shows where like for some reason during one of their songs there was a moment where everyone in the crowd would meow. Oh, that's and people just start yeah. meowing like meow. Like, how meow, did you learn this? But meow. that's the yeah, goal of like, every musician. Only on one part. It's very interesting. So, like, that's that's what I mean about their and they seem to have a really close connection to their fans too. Like reading about some of their stuff, like they they create kind of like fan exclusive yeah. things to like show for appreciation sure. for them, which is pretty next level. You know? Yeah, they did like a they for a while they do this cruise where they like they have they literally do a cruise and like wow. are on the cruise and like people go on them and um like I'll never forget one of the shows I went to they <laughs> it's so strange and it might not be a good story because you weren't there but I'm gonna go for it anyway. If at, so at the end like... you can just go cut that cut that cut that I'll let you decide. Yeah. Um, but they. <laughs> They basically, like, at the end for the encore, they're like, you know we're going to come out for an encore. You don't need to scream and clap for, like, an hour. Let's just do this. We're going to walk off the stage. You're all going to turn your backs to us and flip us off. 
and then we'll come back on. And we're like, oh, okay. And you so got it. People weren't doing it, and they were like, we're waiting. Like, come on. And so they're like really engaged the crowd, and um, that's cool. They're really personable, and like they're they're just they're fun. They're weird, like quirky guys, but they're fun. Yeah, they've opened um, their own shows as yeah. as like fake other bands. <laughs> yes, that's a really yeah. that's that that does like kind of you know it is kind of like very silly goofy sense of humor like they're not doing anything that's gonna like offend anyone no it's really lighthearted very and family like friendly endearing stuff. yeah yeah and like i went one of the shows i went to they they lost it was i'll never forget it too it was lupo's heartbreak hotel in rhode island and they um lost power it was like um halloween actually it was halloween night and Man. they lost power and so they there was a generator but it was like for lights and stuff and so like a couple lights came on and they like came out still and played a, like without any power played their instruments because it was a decently small venue um because they were like you deserve an encore so we're gonna play it's not gonna be on amps or anything because there's no power <laughs> that's um, amazing and it was amazing and everyone was like singing with them to like you know wow like, of of any bins awesome this seems like one that could pull something like that off yeah sure. and everyone was so excited it was so great um it was just like a kind of a really intimate moment that was really cool that they like most bands probably would just be like you know what it's a show's over we're we yeah there's no power but that is just, it was so fun. that is a way that you build a connection with your fans is mm-hmm. like you just made them all part of an experience it's not just exactly a show. yeah 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 um, apparently people throw ping pong balls on stage too oh i was just gonna say that with the airport <laughs> that airport song's really interactive yeah so there's in the in the studio album, you hear ping pong balls at the end. That's a weird fucking song. I love that song, but it's so such a strange song. Yeah. <laughs> but they throw ping. You can hear ping pong balls at the end, and so people will bring ping pong balls to the show and throw them on stage at the end of that song. Very um, interesting. It is, and it's it's like once you go twice, you like know what to expect because they play <laughs> similar. They have so many albums and so many songs, so they'll play new stuff, but they always play like some of the like those ones that people just like really, really love. So um, they did a live album also. Actually, I think it might've been during COVID. I, I can't imagine, maybe not, but it was, um the they, it made me think of it when you guys were talking about the background, like adding more instruments and stuff like that. They did um, a live album with the Omaha Symphony. Oh, wow. And it was, it's, it's dope. It's awesome. Um, you got, if, if you want to listen to it another time, but it is so good um, with the symphony and the strings and everything. It's really cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah um, like listening... be... It's live too. You can like watch it. It's um, I think it's on their website. You can, you or can something. be our uh, Guster exclusive guest. Whenever listen, you come if you on, have any questions, I have lots of answers. <laughs> You're my window into this world now. I swear. I like other music too, but this is like the band I've seen the most. And I still love, like, I can throw that album on or any of them and just be. I mean, I'm listening to Airport Song now, and I can't, I can imagine <laughs> uh, strings on this, like, making it super epic. Yeah. 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 It's a cool song. I love it. Um, it's like the only minor key song on the record, too. It's like a weird, dark, it just gives you weird, dark feelings. Yeah. It does. <laughs> in a, but, like, in a good way. Like, I'm like, I, I like this feeling that I feel, but it's weird. They kind of remind me a little bit of, like, Band of Horses, where there's this kind of, like, yeah. un, this, like, uh, you know, not stated like they're not. I don't think their lyrics are like necessarily sad or depressing or or yeah. like anything like that. But they're kind of moody 
but then also kind of yeah. happy sounding at the same time. They That's, have this yeah. like interesting kind of melancholic like happiness. Yeah. To them. Yeah. I think I agree. To me, that's it's probably my favorite part of the album are the lyrics, uh, because I, you know, listening to this music the first time, you'd have no idea that they're like saying some of the things they're saying. To me, it came off as, you know, there there was like a lot more. It was kind of cynical, and mm. even some like yep. vengeful songs and like sarcastic yeah. kind of things. And I had, yeah, I'd have no idea. I thought these were like inspirational. Like we can do yeah. it songs. Uh but Yeah, everything's them... great. We're white and happy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't match sometimes the what the lyrics are don't doesn't match the feeling you're feeling when you hear the song. Like yeah. if you just take it for what it is without looking those up. I yeah. didn't get to follow along with the lyrics like as much as I wanted to. Maybe on like two or three songs every now and then, but um yeah, I didn't pick up on that either. Like I should go back and listen to it again and follow along with the lyrics. Yeah. Their lyrics are great, um, too. Um I mean, obviously, I'm as we've discussed, a super fan. We've dubbed me officially a super fan. So, yeah, when are you getting um, your first Gusto I've, tattoo or your second one? You might already have one. I actually, I don't have one, but it's on my. I have a list of tattoos that I'm getting, and it's on there. What part of it's your face is it going to be the name? On? Straight across. <laughs> Just Guster. It's prime real estate. In <laughs> big impact Guster is letters. for lovers. That's one of their. They're like catchphrase things that they have on like shirts and stuff is Gusters for lovers. So I'm just going to put that right, right in the there. front. It's kind of well, long. Uh, you might center. have to like arch it. Oh, yeah. We'll get temple creative. Temple. I mean, that, that's up to the tattoo artist to decide. You know? <laughs> You're like, I don't really care creative. what it looks like. Just put it on there. <laughs> I just want, I want the message loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I swear I'm not a psychotic. But... No, it's too late for that. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm pretending. Yeah, it is. But... It is far too late in the podcast for, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. But I, I, I say we go into choice nugs and kind of talk yeah. more generally about the music of the album. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. Yeah, Aaron, what is like one of your two favorite songs on the record? Okay, so one of my absolute consistently favorite songs is come downstairs and say hello which i know starts off real okay. slow mm -hmm. um so it might not be like the one that people gravitate towards but it builds and it just the lyrics are they just speak to me and i um watching it live um brian who's the drummer he goes like insane on the, the certain hand drums and he like hits the cymbals with his hand he like plays the cymbals with his hands and he's just like so it's so intense and um it is, I just, it's one of those songs that I hear it and I, if I really wanted to, I could just like cry listening to it because I just like, yeah. the lyrics just like speak to me. And so, right. Um, but the music too, like the, the build, the slow build, I just, it's in live. It's just so great. Yeah. Um, so that is a choice nod for me. I believe this is the longest song on this album, almost reaching yeah, it's like seven minutes. So it mm -hmm. is quite a journey of a song. Yeah, and they do let it build it. it. The, the drums don't really even kick in. They have like some At nice. The there's some really good mm -hmm. auxiliary percussion throughout the whole record. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, they have some like those nice auxiliary kind of bongo drums until yeah. like almost three minutes in. And then the drums yeah. come in and it kind of picks up a little like kind of charging beat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, this was the one that that first half of the song reminded me the most of Dispatch of any of the other songs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Something super dispatchy about it. And I love dispatch. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. One of the uh, 
one of the good handful of songs that ends like when they're kind of slowing down the last couple notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They love doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel <laughs> the like they must have cut out a lot of the crowd interaction. Because it seems like they're just playing. Yeah. Yeah, they must have. Because they do a lot of, like, in between songs. Because they're all, and they're changing instruments and stuff, too. So, um, right. all, like, almost, almost every song, they're switching instruments. It's kind of crazy. So, there's something... Like, at, it, there's, oh, sorry. I was gonna say, like, there's something really, like, when you get towards the end of Come Downstairs and Say Hello, there's something very, like, 80s, the war it's on drugs. It's, it's that synth and the chords that they're playing. It's, like, very mm-hmm. pure-ish. Uh, yeah. Which is a cool way to, to finish it, and it's kind of also makes it stand out amongst their, all, all their other stuff. Yeah. There's not it a is, lot of that it, there. Yeah, there's some... It, it, to me, it's they have their upbeat songs and they have their slower songs, but it's just like, there's something unique to that song. Maybe because it's seven minutes long. So they basically put a bunch of different songs into (laughs) one, but like, it's just, there's something, every part of it has a different vibe. And like, even though the lyrics are really just repeated kind of over and over in a sense, um, there's so much, there's so many different musicality moments in that song that, that I think maybe that's why it just like appeals to me so much. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a, it, it, to me, the lyrics seem like it was, you know, you're kind of shy and you're you're looking for, you know, someone to support you and you're maybe trying to get out of your shell a little more. It's mm-hmm. kind of what this song is about. It's it's yeah very inspirational. Yeah, and it's w- one thing that struck me odd about this record uh, that this song does. This song has a lot of the auxiliary percussion like the bongos and all that stuff mm-hmm. and it seemed like most of the songs on this record don't really have those percussion instruments very far forward in the mix even though one of the main members of the band is playing it yeah and it's funny because when you when you're when you see it live you do not feel that way like you he's right. very much like right front and center like you can see they highlight him and they you know make sure that he's um he gets all these solos and things like that but um and i also feel like the studio albums you can hear it better i don't know maybe it's just the live album or i don't know what it is but he is very much part of the like when it's live um, it, so it makes a lot of sense from like an audio engineer standpoint yeah. that the percussion is usually the lowest thing in the mix right uh, yeah. but i would have thought for a band like guster where he is one of the main mm-hmm. members of the band they would have amped it up but yeah I, that just struck me odd across the album that he wasn't uh, pulled very far forward. I think that's part of like, and Aaron, you as a as a more kind of jam band fan can, might be able to like prove me wrong, but I think that's kind of jam band production. Yeah. Where the drums yeah. are just kind of, they're there as an element, but they're not just like, keeping you, they're just keeping you, keeping the thing keeping going. Keeping you jamming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I think again, like the, the closest comparison I have, to Guster is Dispatch for like something mm. that I I love, and yeah. it's kind of the same thing with Dispatch. Like they there's typically a lot of, uh, you know, auxiliary percussion in a lot of their songs, especially their acoustic stuff and all that. But yep. um, you know, it's not anything that necessarily stands out. Or there's never going to be a moment where you're like, ooh, that fill, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, or like, oh man, his hi hat is just a fuck. Like there's <laughs> never going to be one of those moments. There, and it, go ahead, yeah, yeah. There just aren't many like monster outrageous music moments or anything like that 
Yeah. Uh, but they, they do have these little jammy parts and they're all kind of working as a collective to get across this, you know, this, I hate repeating the word vibe, but like they're getting across this energy to the yeah. audience rather than yeah. like kind of jamming more like other jam bands would, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. I, I agree. Yeah. And I was, I, I remember when um, I brought Andres to see them, I was nervous because I was like, you know, he's a drummer and I think the drummer of that band is so unique to, you know, that to what they do. And I remember like him being really impressed with him because it just is very, when you see it live, it is very impressive what he's doing. But I do feel like it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't translate, I guess, to as much to like a, something recorded. But I mean, yeah. the experience when you're seeing something in person is so also different. that true. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So you're it's, not, yeah. you're probably not even getting all the energy and you're, you're feeling the crowd and like everyone's yep. in it together, you know, like yeah. that's, a, that's a much different experience. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, uh, Brett, well, what was one of your choice nugs, man? One of my choice nugs, I'm sure you could have guessed it, Lucas, is Red Oyster Cult. <laughs> uh, I, I could not have guessed that it's probably oh. the most energetic song on the album and yeah, yeah. i love right the, the horns this is the first time the horns come in if i you know remember mm-hmm. correctly yeah the uh, horns were a really nice surprise i liked them a lot yeah it was just so nice to like oh hello lucas and i are suckers for you know dude that trumpet horn <laughs> yeah, trumpet, saxophone, and trombone. It's just like, you got me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, actually, Adam, one of the band members, plays the trumpet, um, I think, on that song. Man, it's, uh, you hear a band like this and like their background and everything, it's weird that they didn't go to Berkeley. They're very Berkeley-esque. Right? They all play like six different instruments and not just like all different like genres of instruments and stuff. And it's like, where did you get all that? <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, when he whips out the trumpet, you're like, whoa, that is unexpected. But, yeah. Um, and it's I, fun. I liked it on, on Red, o- Red Oyster Cold, too. Yeah. Great. Right. And I, I think the vocals as well are probably some of the most interesting vocals on the record to me. Uh, I love, like, the harmonies they do and the momentum of the track. I also found it was, like, probably the lyrics that stuck out the most to me on this track. It was, like you know, go home, tell mom you're not going to change the world, and, you know, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, my first nug on the album. A little uh, trumpet solo at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very cool. And I The drums actually, like, did stuff. I believe this is one of the songs where the main percussionist guy actually gets on the drum set. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does switch back and forth. Um, but typically he's on the... Uh, on the um whatever they're called <laughs> the, the, the other ones the little bongo bongos or something yeah the, bongos the bongo are things <laughs> yeah what um, was, but yeah he does hop on there what was yeah. one of your nugs man man mine uh i like careful a lot the opening track oh careful i'm actually surprised i don't know why but it had one of my favorite melodies uh on yeah. the record like super catchy melody yeah and it reminded me of like uh it's just so 90s. It is very nice, yeah. <laughs> na, 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 na. Like, right. little moments like that, too, like, made me think, if some of these songs were played just a little faster and distorted, they could sound kind of pop-punkish. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes his 
voice gives me that. It sounds like he can do a little, a little bit, bit of a rougher thing, like a Red Oyster Cult and everything. So it's like, yeah. if they wanted to do a little more rock and a little louder, I think they could. Yeah. And Careful just sounded like a... Like, oh, what band specifically? It's a pop punk. Or like a Good Charlotte, like a slow Good Charlotte song is what Careful sounded like to me. Okay, yeah. And I just love the... Yeah, Brett, like that one... Like that one little melody in the four year strong song that you love. Yeah, right. That's what this that's what that little melody on careful is for me. Careful, yep. don't hurt yourself. I'm like, ah, that right that's just so catchy. I'm like, Those you got me moments. with that one. Yeah. yeah. And the non and oz. You know, or like Blink one eighty two is what the non and oz sound like. Yeah. Non and non and non and na like Mark Hoppus, like you know, he's gonna do that. He's gonna steal that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's what's uh your second choice nug on this album Aaron? Oh, all right i have to pick another just one okay just so, one i'm torn but i'm gonna say i'm gonna say airport song just because kind of sounds like it has to be i know i'm but i'm not gonna say what the other one was so i'm gonna see if one of you guys pick it <laughs> you don't want to i bet we will i bet someone has to it's so- <laughs> Good. Yeah. Okay, but Airport Song is just a classic. It's one of the ones they play every time you see them, and it's always kind of, it's just a little bit different. Like we kind of talked, it's like yeah, it's kind of dark, feels different, a little dark, a little weird. Yeah. They say the the lyric where he says like, um, oh my god, oh the lyric is like, I'll be hiding in your dirty room, and then the whole crowd goes dirty, oh so dirty, and that's like that. That's the, yeah. It's such a weird thing. I don't know. It's just a strange <laughs> thing to say. I, I think. Guess, but also one of the darkest, I kinda love it. like t- theme topic songs uh, yeah. on this record. Yeah, I think so. I really feel like it's kind of the two the two nugs that I chose are kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum in a way, like the way they make me feel. One's like kind of weird and moody and darker, and one makes me feel like all the feels. So <laughs> it's uh, um, all the feels, not including that feel. minus dark moody right. feels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, know, it's right? it's it's one of those songs too. You can tell it's like a fan favorite. Mm, obviously, mm-hmm. like the crowd is singing yeah. along to every single line. Oh yeah, on this live recording. They, so yeah, yeah, they play the first like two notes, and everyone's like, yes. oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> "It's here." Fuck. <laughs> Get out your ping pong balls. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. He's checking. That's what I'd be doing. Same. Respect the song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. yeah, good second choice nug. It has to be someone's, and I think it's most people's. <laughs> if not first choice nug. Yeah, for sure. Well, my second one, it kind of jumped around a little bit, because I like Amsterdam. A uh, mm-hmm. little more rockin'. I like the pace yep. of it. And another one where like their live vocals, I'm just like, God damn. Like they're just right? effortlessly hitting these notes yes. and sounding amazing. Yep. Uh very impressive. But I landed on uh their cover, man. They're nothing but flowers cover. I really okay. it's because I really like the original. And yeah. you know, and that could be kind of hit or miss, right? Like if you really like the original and someone does a yep. cover, you're fucking are you're already start like you're guilty before you're inner, innocent. Exactly. There. Like, yeah. So yeah, it was. I went into it uh, a little skeptical, and then I just like how they made it their own. Yeah, uh, it's it's subdued, but it still keeps some of the energy going. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I did. I would have liked for him to have like maybe exaggerate his voice just a little bit, like knowing that they're kind of playful and fun, like trying to sound yeah. a little bit more like David Byrne would yep. have been cool. Yeah. Um, but even so, uh, even with that note, like I, I just like their version of it, man. There's there. I, I love covers and I have a huge appreciation, especially for covers that you make it your own. Yeah. I hate one-to-one covers. Yeah. Like if I'll listen to the original, if you're just going to do the exact same thing that, that they did. So like making it into a fucking Guster song is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I'll say as a person who did not know this was a cover, <laughs> this is my That's least right. favorite song on the record. Whoa. Yep. I, it, it's just cause I think the, there was a factory like that line is too repetitive to me. And it's like kind of cheesy in a way that gets a little grating after a while. Dude, that's uh, like the that's the one liner for the Talking Heads. It's kind of <laughs> cheesy to where it could get grating after a while. <laughs> like that's the Talking Heads, but that they they grew on me so so much. And yeah, their songs are goofy. Um, yeah. so this is it's a goofy song. Yeah, I didn't know when I first heard that song. I I heard it live, and I didn't not know it was a Talking Heads song. Um, I came to obviously learn that, but I do like it is. I when I heard it. Not knowing it was a cover, I was like, "What the? What is this? It's, it's, it's weird, right? The words are like just odd so out of their. I get ballpark. the point, but like, yeah, it was just very like. But they're also like you said, they're also very like playful and silly. So I was like, "Oh, this. I guess it tracks." But like, it was just such a strange. It was unexpected, and then I was like, "Oh, it's a cover, and it's a good cover." And it know. is, uh, um, and great auxiliary percussion on it when they play yeah. it live, and yeah, they. I liked it, man. It was it was an very unexpected going into this record. Like I wouldn't expect to hear a Talking Heads cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna my my last n- little nug. I'm not gonna spend too long on it. Was uh, I Spy? Oh my gosh! Love that. What? Yep. Also surprising. It was yes. A, it's my favorite slow song. I like the energy of it. I love the vocals. Uh. I don't know why they have to specify that they're at a gay parade because it doesn't I was seem like that's that relevant to the rest of the song, but maybe it is. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I just really liked uh, how they kind of, this is my favorite slow song and Yeah, for, you know, whatever reason or another. Uh, and with that said, I think maybe we ought to get to the ratings. Yeah, sure. I mean, and, about uh, I Spy really quick, though. This is another one that I feel like could be a, a slow, good Charlotte or Blink-182 song. You sure about that? I'm sticking with <laughs> it, man. There's some disagreement. I don't know about that one. Uh-huh. I've, I, we've had this discussion before, Brett, where like I have weird music synesthesia. And it, like I don't know how else to describe it, where like the most yeah. randomest thing will make... like. I'll think that, that that just sounds so 90s to me. And Brett's like, I don't hear 90s in this at all. And I'm just like, yeah, well, I do. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> and it's, I can never describe why, but it's like listening to this. And like, there are just so, there are elements that I'm just like, that just sounds like a acoustic Blink-182 song to me. But that's yeah, all, that's I all I got. I, I might be on, on team Brett on this one, but yeah, I, get, right. I get like, I get the association. All the, you all know, the like, smart people. When you hear something and you're like. There you go. Well, I'm forever the sickest kid. So. <laughs> I just I'm surprised no one picked Barrel of a Gun, but okay. We're now, I I like Uh-oh. songs about jacking off as much as the next guy, yeah, but it didn't didn't really reach out to me. Yeah. <laughs> it turned me on. 
I mean, yeah, it was it was sexy. <laughs> it was but... sexy. <laughs> it's the sexiest song on the record, but it's not for my sure. Yeah, arguably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you think Gus, or you think sex, so that's true. usually sensual. You think of like you know lingerie and mood lighting, exactly. right? It's really yep. Uh, and I think maybe, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe even before we get to our little ratings, uh, maybe we have a little, uh, grievances section because if we don't, I feel like Lucas and my rating of this album won't make any sense. Okay. That's true. Your grievances. Uh, so I think as having never listened to Guster, I, this is the first time oh. I've ever heard them. Interesting. First time I knew they were a band. Not- yeah, a lot of people don't know who they are. But first time I knew they were a band, <laughs> what a way to put it! <laughs> it's the first time I heard the word "guster." Yeah. Uh, I personally think that maybe the songs are all kind of samey in a way. Uh, that their their kind of structure is the same, and the mood of them. Uh, there aren't there are dynamics on the record for sure. Uh, but they kind of come few and far between, uh, a lot of the, it, I, I don't want to say it's basic or anything. I don't want to say any of the music is like basic, but, uh, it's straightforward. Yeah. It's yeah. straightforward. Sure. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not like they take a lot of risks. This isn't really a type of band where you take risks or like have little flourishes or anything but that aspect of it kind of made it hard to focus throughout the entirety of the hour-long record for me that's fair yeah i think it was i think like brett i have a problem like listening to something for an hour <laughs> anyway like no matter what it is <laughs> for sure we've complained oh, for sure unless it's every a single time an album is like i was gonna say isn't this what minutes. you do <laughs> yeah this is what we complain about the Seems most like a problem is okay. like god damn it why do they have to make it a 48 minute rap record like i don't want to listen to rap for 48 minutes straight you and know? you want to like yeah you want to listen to it from like beginning to end and yeah intended to be listened to right. so yeah i get it yeah and but i i kind of like i agree with brett on certain points too but like there's it's it's just a genre that i don't gravitate towards but then when i picked up little things like oh this sounds like dispatch or oh that kind of reminds me like i said like this kind of sounds like a blink 182 song just slowed mm-hmm. down and like listening to it the it had the benefit of me listening to it multiple times uh because the first time i was just like god it's just it's it's just too quiet for me and it just brought me back to college all over again and then the second time i, knew I hated this <laughs> yeah right because when i heard guster i was like oh no i have a history with guster and i didn't like guster and then i took a few risks here because i you knew, knew about them and then i was like live yeah <laughs> yeah but really I, seen how far you could push lucas i really did. i commend the gall you had to bring this thank on you. the podcast <laughs> thank uh, you because it did like it did benefit from multiple listens because then I was able to find the things I liked about it, which was like yeah. being impressed by the production, being impressed by the vocals, um, liking a lot of the melodies that I heard and everything. But it's definitely it's not something I'm gonna gravitate towards or like probably listen to more of Guster's stuff. But it's uh you know, there was definitely parts that I enjoyed a lot on it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh so I want to, I think we should do Aaron's rating 
I think we should. Oh, I'm go supposed last. to rate. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, we'll go last okay. with your rating because then we can end it on a really positive, like yeah, yeah. God, you know, so what super you're saying is note. it's about to go zero, zero to ten. Zero to ten. You can use we as allow many digits points. as you want. Yeah. Okay. You can go to the thousand decimal point if you want. We don't even. We okay. don't care. Uh, oh boy. Well, we upset many people about that, and so we love doing many it people named Michael. Yeah. With what the ratings? Yeah. We've upset Michael with our rating. I've had a few people send me personal text messages being like, dude, it's ridiculous y'all do 10 ratings. And I'm just like, whatever. Like 0 through 10. It's like, go ahead and start a pad- podcast and complain about it. Yeah, start a, yeah. God damn. Yeah, right. make How your own podcast. You yeah, I don't know. I'm like, 10 is like the, the most, I think the, the most detailed you can get with your rating. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, so we know Aaron's rating. But... <laughs> I'm gonna no, say mine. Mine legit went from like a two something up to like a five point nine. Okay. Because of all the parts that I was able to pull out of it and and enjoy, and uh, they're just like they're too. There's a lot of talent there for me to not find bits and pieces and and moments yeah. that I enjoy a lot, you yeah. know, and in uh. And as I didn't, I, I guess I didn't feel as much of the same same that Brett did. It was just more of like just music I don't normally listen to. So at first, it's like I had to kind of break through the little wall that I had of just like this Your is past. just not something I listen to. <laughs> and then after I got past that, I was like, okay, I can you know, as a musician and just a, a fan of music and everything, I'm like, there are things to appreciate here. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a five point nine, and I think honestly, it's that's probably a little harsh. All right. Which I'm going to save just for myself. Well, I'm going to be a little harsher. <laughs> <laughs> I, Let's hear it. I personally don't mind at all if it's a live album. Uh, yeah. I haven't listened to too many before. I kind of like the... You hear the audience kind of chiming in. It makes it a lot more... Uh, it gives them like a charisma, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, like to me, a lot of the songs were, were kind of samey and there weren't many moments that excited me or like i was like oh that's that's interesting you know even though the songwriting is good the lyrics are one of the main reasons i was able to turn around on this album because at first i also had a very low (laughs) rating on my uh i love this this is so funny (laughs) on my first or so i anticipated that actually i was like this is not something i don't i don't know brett but that well i do now well but, it, that's you know. that's why we listened to this thing for a week my initial rating was yeah. probably like with lucas like around a two mm-hmm. uh and then you know i looked into the lyrics it was like oh mm. this it's this is interesting i really like the lyrics they put a lot of thought into it there's a lot of interpretations of of mm-hmm. these lyrics that's interesting uh i wish i heard more percussion on the record i guess yeah and i wish he had more percussive instruments because it sounded like he had mainly bongos and a cymbal and that was about it but i looked at his rig on the live video and it looked like he had a lot more but i didn't get to hear it uh yeah like i think is he like neil, neil pert fucking status yeah, and he's only yeah, playing like three of them surrounded <laughs> <laughs> he has like a cymbal behind his head that he never even yep. hits yeah. for some reason i i loved at the end of airplane song when he had they had the like the little yeah kind of like moment and everyone started cheering like <laughs> um is that the same thing that cake uses 
Yeah, so it's that cake uh, okay. thing. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, I I'm gonna rate this one a four point five, which which might be a little mad at, but as a person who has, has not mad at it, no past experience. Uh, I'm I'm a caveman, so I I like uh, active music, especially drumming. And this yep. is definitely a whole different vibe. You're supposed to kind of lay back with some friends, kind of, you know, sing along. This is coffee shop vibes. It, and you don't it, hang uh, out in coffee shops. Nice. <laughs> you do speed and you go problem. fucking, you know, rollerblading with your friends. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, joke's on you. I don't have any friends. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> consider, yeah, yourself speed. <laughs> consider yourself roasted. <laughs> so it's a 4.5 for me i'll take it listen it's not a zero so i, I that's a win i mean <laughs> god damn that would be I, have you ever given like a, uh, a zero, like a one there there have been a couple albums have there been lower than 4.5 oh yes where, oh, where sure. do i rate on here okay for no, sure and I, these were i consider that these are albums that we brought to the podcast that we gave less than a four so <laughs> there were yeah. uh like okay. um famous monsters by misfits was pretty low for me like Ooh. this album by sheer mag i think might have gotten into like the twos yeah i think it got in the okay. twos i um, think uh okay. new villager was down in the twos or ones even Ooh, okay and that was one that i was excited as hell to fucking bring to the podcast and then i hated it like, oopsie <laughs> it's what yeah, i know this is definitely not the lowest rated album. no no not at all <laughs> awesome i'll yeah. take it what, um, what is your rating for this for this thing? I gotta end it on a high it's note. It's not man. a ten. It's not a ten because I feel like I can't give anything a ten. I know. Doesn't that <laughs> yeah, feel my weird? Lucas have the same it problem. Just feels yeah. Too absolute. I can't. I just. It doesn't feel right. I think but I'm the same I will way. give it. Yeah. It's just too. You know. Um. I would give it like. I don't know. Like high eights maybe, or maybe a nine, low nines. Like, a, do I have to give a number? Okay. Just, yeah. th- just throw a number out there. 9.1. 9.1. Okay. Does that suffice? That that is good. completely sufficient. <laughs> um could... but I also come with a background of just I I do really think it does come from a place of nostalgia, which is why I was a little bit like unsure. I was like, do I just love this cuz I just love I've seen them so many times and everything, but I still went for it and I'm glad I did. That's, well, that's I... so valid though. I right? It's so valid like yeah, I've. I mean, we've talked about records like by Corn and Limp Biscuit on here that I'm giving them hard eights, if not nines, yeah. on those records, and <laughs> objectively doesn't deserve it. Or you know, Correct. and that's. I mean, we're talking about Limp Biscuit versus Guster. You know, like that's totally different too. But it's like you listen to you know, issues by Corn. It does not deserve an eight point something. Like objectively, <laughs> probably. But yes. oh man, nostalgia is just all over that record, you know. For real, like the, uh, yeah. with Brett with the uh, Meteora by Lincoln Park, man. Mm-hmm. I gave that one like a nine point nine or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, and I, I no, not a lot of people are giving it that rating. <laughs> Can't fight the feels, man. But yeah, exactly. You know. Every single time, I'd rather have someone come on here with an extreme personal bias rather than like. <laughs> talk objectively about an album the whole time without any feelings or you know heart in it i i much prefer someone who has a connection and can tell us about their feelings and what they've you know it's more interesting that way to me yeah i don't know that i could ever be fully objective about any music really right especially you guys have a hard job 
<laughs> I think no, it makes it a lot easier. Someone's got to do it, though. Any you know? Yeah, I think it's it's a lot easier when it's like something that we haven't really heard before. It's yeah. just like, hey, we heard this record was really good. Let's check it out. Yeah. And especially because a lot of the stuff that we have talked about on the pod, it's like either I love it and Brett has never heard it or vice versa, like 90% right. of the time. Yeah. So like there's always going to be an objective opinion in there. And yep. it's like it I like having to defend my subjective feelings towards an album and just be like, I don't yeah. I understand it sounds like shit. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why that's good. You know, so yeah. So it's so fucking valid. And that's like the best part uh, about music is that like there is no right or wrong. Like it's all Correct. gray area. Yeah. That's why you can't say something sucked because like someone likes that. Yeah. You know, so. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, I love that. All right, well, 9.1. I'm glad we ended on a high note there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it was starting to feel a little, starting to get grim. Is it bad that I don't feel bad about the ratings that you gave? No, <laughs> like, that's. Okay. Five. That's five, great. Four is okay. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I'm just. No, that's just you recognizing enough. that we are uh, not nearly as equipped to be on this podcast yeah. as uh, people would think we are. Yeah. You know, oh, I disagree. It, it's like disagree. it's like a falcon looking at ants. You know, just kind of like, <laughs> oh, you could say whatever you want. I'm above it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. When are you going to stop us in the comments after we post this? You're going to be like, these fucking going to tear idiots. you apart. <laughs> Three different like anonymous uh, accounts. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, these guys. These guys would have no good music you. if fucking Bell and Sebastian <laughs> played their birthday. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Aaron, thank you for being on the pod with us. Thank Thanks for you. having me, guys. Thank it was you. fun. It was super thank fun. Thank you. Having on. Awesome. I loved it. Anytime. Hey, you tell us, man. I'll shoot you a jam band. You baby. <laughs> I swear I like other music. Throw in some widespread panic. Make us listen to <laughs> exactly. something like that. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. No, we loved having you on. That was super fun. And thanks for listening, buddies. What do thank you guys you think of this record? Do you guys like Guster? Do you guys... what? What is it? A, what's the Guster superfan called? I don't do they have a name? Me? I don't know. I have no okay. idea. <laughs> well, they probably do. I'm, a, I'm amazed if they don't. Uh, I'm sure they do. Are you part of the Gus army? Like, tell yeah. us what you think. Can't say many... Gus. It's a different oh, band. Fuck, you're right. There's, there's a whole backstory. Oh yeah, there's a whole backstory. How many All how right. many ping pong bra- balls have you brought to Augusta show? Mm-hmm. You know, tell us yeah. how loud you're singing the parts over the singer. All that good exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and tell us what you would rate this record, man. Tell us on our Instagram at ebpcast or on YouTube at Earbuds Podcast or on whatever else you can find us on. Uh, you can find me at Jean-Luc Guitard. You can find Brett at Brett Hanrahan. Aaron, do you have anything that you wanted to promote or have anyone? Uh... <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> do you have any upcoming projects? You got, you wanna... Nope, sure don't. All right. You're right. All right. Nope, me neither. Like, I mean, <laughs> got a new hairline coming out. You have some oh, beauty products? Or... Yeah, for real. Like nope. if you and Andy went on Shark Tank with a, 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 a line of hair beauty products, like, They'd be like, Listen, no question. he keeps stealing my stuff. This is a le- this is something I need to navigate. This new dating someone with who also has really long hair because he's stealing my products. <laughs> he uh, takes longer in the bathroom than I do. It's just it's been know. a big point of contention having a second yeah. person with fantastic hair. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, it we is. hope y'all get through it. 
Thank you. I appreciate wishing the for support. the best. Yeah, I'll wishing keep for you the best on how it goes. And it'd be yeah, really fun to have y'all both on together <laughs> on an episode. That would be an That'd experience. Be like super, super that would be fun. something. All right, let's get that going. Man. Make it happen. It's your show. <laughs> yeah, y'all just do what we say. <laughs> You're asking for it now. Yep, we'll be here. All right, but yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. That'd be All right, guys. Awesome. Well, uh, Brett. Thank you. Do you know what we're listening to on the next episode? Because I do. We're listening to Butterfly 3001, the remix record of Butterfly 3000. It is two hours long. It is two hours long. Guys. There's like three or four versions of each song remixed by different people. So we were going to do a shorty episode of this. um, And there's no way we can fucking Simply not possible. So this will be the next episode. So uh, listen to Butterfly 3001, buddies. And uh, and get ready for that. And Brett, what would you what would you rate this episode? I'm rating this episode a nine point one. I was gonna give it a nine point one also. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is a solid nine point one of an app. Yeah. Uh, and I think this was good. You know what? <laughs> this was good. <laughs> and we're gonna stop recording in three, two, one, go. Do I have to? Oh no. Okay. God, I'm so scared. Press the stop press the black square.